is a video about how the Aund mythology relates to QAnon thinking. <laughs> Some time ago, I had this wonderful yarn with Tyson Juncker Porter about the Aun year in 2023, which is next year. The Aun year is a term that's coined by Joshua Root, and it's a contemporary term for that octennially recurring celebrations where pre-Christian North Europeans used to gather for these grand celebrations in sacred sites such as Leiden in Sealand and Uppsala in Sweden. And it's named after Aun, the old, the king of the Swedes who sacrificed one son in the ninth year, every eight years in between, in order to live forever or go on living. And that's why the celebration has going on every eight years. Now, in my chat with Tyson, we got around a lot of stuff in the, in the, the, the dialogue. Uh, and, and we immediately got into all kinds of stuff about power and how it's connected with cultural resistance and magic and all the kind of things. And QAnon thinking and how this very decentralized networking way of creating cultural resistance probably has a seed of something positive in its structure while unfortunately having turned into fascism. And this dialogue was part of me realizing the Aun year as a ceremony of healing of our broken relationships uh, with the land and with nature. Uh, but uh, then one month down the line from when we had the, the chat, it suddenly just struck me. Something we had completely overlooked. And that is that the QAnon myth, we were speaking about QAnon, is in fact a dysfunctional Aun myth. Both these myths narrate the same motif, and that is power predicated on murdering children, right? And I immediately wrote Tyson about this and said, and he was like, wow, man, totally. Uh, so we had a dialogue about it on the Nordic Mythology podcast, and I want to just direct your attention to this totally awesome channel uh, for anybody who's interested in both contemporary and historic engagement with uh, Nordic myth and Viking things and all that kind of stuff. Um, and you can, you can go there and see our, our dialogue with uh, Dr. Matthias Nordvik and Daniel Ferrand about this own QAnon thing. But I also want to just make this point and emphasize it here on my own channel because it's just such an incredible example of the healing potential of the own celebration but also of traditional Eurodescent and animism as such. It is a crazy example of why Eurotraditional animism such as Nordic animism is so important. You know, it's I want to scream about this. You know, the own myth and the own celebration has the potential of healing our world of the QAnon conspiracy thinking by supplying the underlying nodes, the underlying truth, you could say, with the right story, narration, and ceremony that can formulate those deep patterns in the world that QAnon mythology tries to formulate, but so abysmally fails to formulate, right? <clears throat> it's, it's basically like this. Conspiracy theory, uh, is basically what is basically what I would call uh, dysfunctional animism. Um, Tyson, I think, would call it wrong story. Uh, we humans, we know that there is intention and subjectivity in our encounter with the world, and we know this with the same kind of intuitive certainty that we know that there's intention and subjectivity when we meet other humans, right? So when we relate to the corona pandemic or to 9/11, then there is personhood involved, and that is the deep 
pattern of animacy, which is just there, right? There are persons in the world, but we have lost the capacity to engage that, perhaps even to perceive it properly, you know, and therefore we have lost the capacity of reading COVID as a goddess, for instance, which people who are not complete animacy illiterates uh, just did. North Indians, they did that and thereby enabled themselves to engage, engage Corona's intention and subjectivity in the world. But we can't do that. Uh, so we started, in, in the Western world, we started fantasizing about human intention and human subjectivity in, in the COVID, right? In, instead of a competent animist engagement with COVID as a goddess, a non-human person, people then cook up these kind of old wives tales about human agency, about human persons, about human intention. It was Bill Gates who made, Gates who made the whole thing happen, right? So what is so amazing, particularly about the own myth of the king that kills his own children in order to egotistically live forever, is that it's almost like a deep pattern undercurrent of QAnon mythology. Now, QAnon mythology is itself rather comical, actually. Um, it is that Hillary Clinton is a kingpin of some cannibal sex cult that steals and abuses children all around the world. And it would be rather hilarious if it wasn't actually so frightening that tens of millions serious believe that stuff. Hillary Clinton is the kingpin of a global cannibal child abuse cult. Um, but here's the thing. While this literal idea is, of course, absolutely preposterous, uh, there is a layer of truth in it. There is some truth in there. And that is the layer in which the society that Hillary Clinton represents, our society, our social system, the capitalist world order, our insane omnicidal consumerism, the oligarchical, oligarchic organization of power, that is indeed a cannibal cult, which does indeed eat our children. It is, right? It eats the life of our children by destroying the planet, by endlessly accelerating the rate of, the, of our omnicide at the living world. And that is the own reality, you might say, that we live in. The social order, which is a concealed, yet constantly accelerating, murderous attack at our, our descendants, our children. We are own, the worst imaginable ancestor. Our world is own, you know. The, the, the world order that eats its own children, right? Uh, and there is a sense in which this uh, QAnon believers perhaps understand this, you know? Perhaps they even understand it better than a lot of people. They perhaps intuitively know this and they give it the best language that's available to them, which is not a particularly good language. In fact, it's so catastrophically off, you know, that it skews away from the point and not only does it skew away from the point, actually, it ends up not only missing the point, but in fact electing a sublime image of Aun himself, an infantile, egotistically idiotic, self-centered buffoon who's driving the acceleration towards total destruction at a frightening rate, electing him as the messiah that's saving us all from Hillary Clinton's evil sex cult. Uh, is, perhaps there are even, there's even some 
weird, perverted, deep counter logic of insanity in this choice of Donald Trump as the Messiah that will save us all from the own rupturing of the world. It almost seems purposeful in this way of directly negating, uh, negating the, 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 the deep pattern, right? But the own myth and own ceremony of 2023, that has the potential to heal this rampant idiocy by invoking in us the acknowledgement that the destruction of the world is a direct violence on our children. The own myth and ceremony can perhaps lead a lot of good people away from these infantile misconceptions and into mature acknowledgement of the truth, which is that we are cannibal murderous ancestors in our participation in and complicity with a systemic violent violence that is causing the biggest collapse in the history of life for 66 million years. You know, see, that's why I want to scream about this from the highest mountains, you know. I want, I, I want to make people aware, see, we have this healing potential in our traditional knowledge reservoirs. We need to awaken it. We need to do it. We need to celebrate the hour and make it a, a year of, 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 uh, of healing, consciousness of healing, you know. Create the knowledge of becoming good ancestors rather than those murderous cannibal ancestors, which we indeed are, right? The own myth is medicine against the most dysfunctional, idiotic parts of contemporary culture. And this is part of the reason that majority animism is so urgently important. It has the most literally healing stories in it that can help us deal with some of the most destructive shit that's growing out of culture today. You know? So please help bring this out. <laughs> Let people know. You know, that, that, that there is healing of the biggest problems of our world to be found in our uh, traditional knowledge reservoirs. And to the people who uh, already know about the Aon year and, and perhaps following my channel and so on, also remember that I'm an individual person. You know, I cannot create a global Aon celebration alone. I don't have an organization or anything like this. If you see this and, 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 and you like it, you know, then make your own celebration, start planning it, start figuring out what to do, join this stuff, make festival organizers, you know, aware that, uh, that they should realize the importance of the Aon celebration, make your own arrangements, do something yourself, you know, and there are loads of suggestions for what to do in my Aon playlist here on my channel. Cool, my name is uh, Dr. Rune Jan Rasmussen. On this channel here, I'm popularizing my research on Nordic animism, the uh, recovery of North European traditional animist knowledge for popular culture, self-image, spirituality, and importantly, eco-activism. Your descendants, or white people, they generally lack one vital tool in order to be able to enter properly the struggle to protect the living world. That tool is a past, and this tool, this channel is where you find that past. So. Uh, Find Nordic Animism on social media platforms and support my work through my web shop or my, uh, my Patreon account. And uh, thank you for listening and see you around.
Oh, oh, oh.